Today's episode of Everything Remade is sponsored by A Break in the Fence, a moniker used for musical works of Paul Allen from hundreds of AU and various friends. Check out the two releases on abreakinthefence.bandcamp.com or wherever you stream music. Facebook is for Emo Lovers by Mis Suenos Son de Tu Adios, featuring my pal Enzo Raffler on guitar, vocals, and everything else, I suppose. I had a real fun chat with Enzo, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. I moved uh, to the city where I live now when I was uh, six years old. So before that, I lived like very far away in like deep Patagonia, really deep. And I don't have much memories uh, about that. Um, I remember uh, going to to a friend's house. Uh, he had uh, internet, uh, he had an internet connection. so. I remember that, and then I remember I had, I had like uh, this babysitter at one point um, that like in my mind she was really into like uh, alternative culture at the time, like maybe 2005 or 2006, something like that. And like I remember very vividly uh, what might have been like the first punk song I heard, it was like this uh, Spanish uh, band called Scapel, you know, like Ska Dash P. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like uh, like this chorus, uh, 
it's like a pop punk thing and yeah that's that's basically what I remember about my childhood I remember using a lot of internet like using pirating music I don't know playing a bunch of PS2 but yeah that's about as early as I can remember yeah, that's amazing scalpel with the ska. Like that <laughs> how is that the how is this the first time I've heard of something like that? Yeah, that's wow. Uh, yeah, Spanish Spanish punk is something else. Uh, I'll have to send you that link later. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um so you said like this was this person uh was maybe like the first like person that you met that was like into like alternative like what did you mean by that do you do you are you remembering someone with like blue hair and like spiked bracelets or like what's what was the vibe uh you know i i actually don't remember uh, what she looked like or what was her name or anything like that i just remember like the song she she yeah that song and she used to to watch uh i don't know if it was like mtv or vh1 or maybe much music because uh much music was very popular here as well as in canada it's like a canadian uh tv station right Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so i i just remember like kind i don't remember anything specifically (laughs) um besides you know uh watching her watch TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And music videos and all that stuff, but yeah. That's it. <laughs> you said that another like vague memory you have is you went over to a friend's house who had who ha- who was online and what what do you remember like what were you trying to get up to at that age like online like just playing like uh in, like games or something or yeah, that's that's basically uh, what I what I use it for. Uh, like this friend that that I talked to you about uh, also gave me like uh, a CD-ROM uh, with uh, like a bunch of Sega Genesis games. So, <laughs> oh, awesome. if, you know, <laughs> besides like going online to, in in his house. Uh, I played a lot of that stuff. So, you know, it was just when I had an internet connection, that's basically what I used it for, like just to play games, flash games, uh, download emulators and download music and (laughs) peer-to-peer. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, So other than like, you know, the the babysitter with with, a... Scott scalpel uh um, what kind of music did like your folks or whatever listen to around the house um i think it was like kind of uh diverse like uh my mom and my dad uh share like a lot of their musical interests uh, maybe around like uh dance music or a bunch of cumbia like very specific styles of cumbia, you know, like I don't, I don't think there's any, <laughs> I don't think there's any reasonable comparison that mm. that I can make. But you know how there's different styles of hip hop and or rap, I, should I say, uh, in the United States, there are a bunch of different subgenres of uh, dance music here too, like club music. Um, I used to listen 
to that a lot, a lot of 80s stuff. My dad was into into that quite a quite a lot. Uh, Queen, like basic 80s uh, radio hits. Um, but besides that, I don't think I listened to much music on my own before I got access to the internet or when I started watching MTV. Yeah. And what were the what were the first um, kinds of kinds of bands that you really gravitated to once you were discovering music on your own and stuff? Um, I remember I um, I used to Google a lot of the bands that that I played on on Guitar Hero, <laughs> so I I kind of listened to the bands that were in the Guitar Hero Three soundtrack. Uh, but besides that, I really got into um, Paramore and Green Day. Those two bands, I got really into them. Um, I really loved the first Paramore record as a kid, <laughs> and I still do now. Uh, and that, you know, I re- never really got that much deeper into like quote-unquote punk-related music. Um, I also listened to a bunch of uh, reggaeton, uh, a bunch of cumbia, um, and like maybe some some rap, uh, some rap in Spanish, but not not much else. Um, I didn't really develop uh, a deep taste. Uh, yeah, yeah. More than that. <laughs> um. When you're when you're like talking about like you were googling the bands that you were playing on Guitar Hero, like were you already like once you're at that point where you're playing like Guitar Hero, were you already trying to play like guitar or other instruments? Um, I I think yeah, I really wanted to start playing guitar um, after playing a bunch of Guitar Hero. Um, but it didn't really happen until I was like, um, I don't know, 10 or 11 or something like that. I got like um, a classical guitar, that, the same one I still have now. But, you know, it hasn't been that, that long. Uh, I mean, I, sh- I might have picked up guitar in 2013, 2012, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just it's interesting because like you you know I, I've been expecting to have a conversation like this for a while now where someone's like sort of gateway into playing guitar was Guitar Hero and I don't really think I have like people have talked about it but not in this way where like it was like you're you're going from like the game and i'm assuming like when you're playing the game when you're you know much younger that you're like holy shit this rules this is just like playing guitar and like that you would get really pumped about that right i mean like so, yeah for sure <laughs> yeah and and so like that 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 being like the bridge is is like super interesting and i'm sure like there's tons of people that can relate to that but like this is the first conversation i've had and um so it's like you know, it's it's really fascinating to me, and like, and it, you know, I'm being like completely genuine, of course, like, but like, so you, um, 
once you started playing guitar, like what, like, how did you, do you think that playing Guitar Hero was, did it pre- prepare you in any way? Do you think that that, yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I was just uh, thinking about like, you know, this. there's this uh, chord shape in Guitar Hero that is like really common, you know, you know, like uh, five frets. You know, you have a green, red, yellow, blue, and orange. Okay. You know, they sometimes they sometimes uh, make you play like green, yellow, or green, yellow, blue at the same time. So you know, it's it's almost like it prepared me to start playing like uh, power chords in right. a way. Right. I kind of I kind of really uh, naturalized that. Uh, so I thought it it was really cool, and also it gave me a really good sense of rhythm. I I mean I. I couldn't do through the fire and flames on expert, uh, but I could manage uh, to do some pretty, <laughs> pretty cool stuff on Guitar Hero. So it just kind of went really well. Yeah, like it, it especially like it has to get. You know, there's all those like they make all those like little bullshit. And I'm, I don't know. I shouldn't call them bullshit because I don't know. Maybe there are people that use them and they work (laughs) but have you ever seen those little like hand grip things and you know they make all those like little gadgets to like make your fingers stronger and increase your dexterity and stuff but like guitar hero would do that right i mean of course it's like yeah i mean i i already knew how tapping worked how hammer-ons and pull-offs worked uh i kind of had like a little sense and idea of what of white chords were different to regular notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, uh, watching a lot of uh, live footage on YouTube uh, really helped as well. Like to to at least uh, get a grip on the instrument, you know, uh, before mm-hmm. taking it uh, blindly. Yeah. And when you did get a guitar, like, is that how you learned is by watching stuff on YouTube or, or did you have like some friends that showed you or relatives or something? Um, uh, it was, uh, those two, <laughs> those two options. And like a third, I also went to like, uh, I don't know how you should call them. They're like, uh, they're like city, own city funded uh like cultural spaces oh, like okay. where you can go you can go learn a guitar you can maybe go learn some percussion you can go to theater and all that stuff so i used to go to those classes i also had a, a couple of friends that play guitar and live uh, nearby uh and yeah like a, a bunch of ultimate guitar and uh, and YouTube tutorials, uh, mostly of just random stuff I thought sounded cool, and you know I started playing. Yeah, like what? Um, what was the first song that you tried to learn? Hmm. I don't have any idea, really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, you know, it, it might have just been like a song I had been ex- obsessing over, and I just looked up in YouTube how to play, I don't know, three chords or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish I could answer that question, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't, 
uh, well, I, I don't really know what song I, um, I, I can't really remember what song I wanted to learn on my, I remember the first song I did learn because it was like, uh, just the person who sold me the guitar just was like, this is, <laughs> this is the beginning part of Iron Man, you know? And <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Or smoking the water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But I don't remember. Yeah. I, I remember of course, like the earliest stuff that I was learning by ear was like the Ramones and the Misfits, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I, my learning experience predates YouTube a little bit, so I didn't. Yeah, you know. if the resources. I mean, uh, yeah, it's I, a pretty different experience. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, um, you know, I had the the guy that came over and and showed me a bar, you know, bar chords, and then it was like, um, well, <laughs> just try to try to figure out how how Fugazi makes the cool sounds they make, you know, or whatever, <laughs> and um, that was it. But um, yeah, it's um, here was it. I, I oh, don't I think. yeah, it's, it was a long time ago, you know, um, <laughs> and that's and that's that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's really interesting, like you know how many paths to learning there are, and and it's it's also really awesome. Like this is the first time where I've talked to someone where it's like been there's been like a community involved, like learning center yeah, you know as well because uh, you know in the states if you want uh any kind of lessons or anything you know it's like you're you're gonna pay someone at a music shop you know or or maybe yeah it's gonna be pretty fucking expensive yeah probably <laughs> probably um you know uh 50 bucks a lesson or whatever and there's probably four other people in there with you and you and you know <laughs> i i mean you know this is just all like not like firsthand experience you know this is just like from what i've heard but i mean also i've had people say that they've had good experiences learning in those situations but i don't know it's just yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's it's stuff that happens here to uh, uh, in my mind, at least, uh, private lessons were like always as popular, or or even more popular than this uh, this like community funded uh, options. But yeah, I I see your point. I just wanted to to kind of point that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean it, I don't know. I think it's like I think it's interesting to sort of evaluate like a person's style like even though it might be like very removed from where they learned and how they came to like be involved in the music community that they're involved in but i think it's really interesting to like you know um sort of like make a observation about their their style um, based on their path into into learning, and it's it's really um, there's no like one con one conclusion or whatever that you can draw, but it, I just think it's really interesting. Sometimes you do talk to someone, and they're like, "The first band that I liked was this, and I learned some of their songs," and you're like, "Oh, I can totally hear that." You know? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I think that's uh, that's kind of that's kind of beautiful. You know, the, the sure. nu nuances 
like whenever you see a band play or something. And I mean, it can lead to like some pretty funny situations as well. I remember like uh, when I uh, last went to, to Buenos Aires, like I met a friend that I knew online from like a thousand years ago. Uh, and he played in a band and we played a gig together and like, I really noticed that his uh, his guitar playing and, <laughs> and songwriting uh, was like really like uh, Sam Ray esque, you know, like uh, the the guy from Teen Suicide. But mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, like he finished the gig and like he told me like uh, you know I hate uh, having learned guitar, you know, playing emo stuff. Uh, I hate <laughs> I hate doing all this twinkly shit uh, <laughs> in my songwriting. So uh, yeah, um, it's it's like a different experience for everybody. I think that's what makes it kind of fun, uh, after all, you know. Yeah, yeah, it can be pretty. It can be fun to like um, play with people that have such a different like outlook on those kinds of things too. Like I wonder what a band w with you and that person would have been like, you know, because like <laughs> you, you do like embrace a lot of, um, what this person wouldn't have necessarily been into. And, um, yeah, that combination that, could have been, yeah, a combination could have been wild. Um, but, um, yeah. So like, once you started like sort of like knowing, you know, a little bit about, like what you were doing and stuff was that like basically where you were headed you were just like i want to make music and i want to like play in bands um i don't think i really uh kind of pursued uh, that idea uh at least uh earlier on uh i just uh liked playing guitar as i liked uh, playing guitar hero or maybe like playing other rhythm games it was just kind of a fun thing that channeled uh, uh, this like artistic vision. Uh, but I never really wrote my own songs. Uh, um, I never quite uh, joined uh, another band or asked a friend, hey, do you want to come over and maybe we can try some stuff around or something like that. Um, that, that came about like, uh, very much uh, later, very much later when I was like already more of a music fan and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did you think that there were like, did, did you think that there were like obstacles in your way or what was it? Was it just like um, not a thought? I think those two kind of complemented each other in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I live in a really small town and, you know, I, it's not like I could go see some fun, interesting band, or at least I didn't know about them at the time. Um, so I never really thought about, uh, about doing something myself as something uh, achievable in a way. Yeah. Uh, it was after I uh, I started um, finding a bunch of like uh, DIY recorded stuff um, that 
the idea, the simple, the the idea of making music uh, started appearing to me. Um, I don't even know if I answered the the question you asked me. Oh no, I you did. What yeah, it was. <laughs> but like, so that was the thing. Then was like you, you sort of discovered the um, the DIY like recording aspect before the like shows and stuff aspect because of your yeah. relation to like you know um, shows like geographically or whatever. How did you dive into that? Was it just like you uh, you became aware of like a computer program that you could download, and then it was just like searching up information, like how how do you do this? How do you do that? Is that sort of how it worked, or? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, I knew uh, stuff like uh, FL Studio existed, and. And I already knew how to use uh, Sony Vegas uh, by that time. So I kind of uh, knew what to expect out of like the AW, you know, like uh, Reaper or Audacity. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember when I found this uh, Chilean label, uh, Gemelo Parasito, it's, uh, it's a really cool, uh, like, uh, really lo-fi label with a bunch of artists on there like they're still around today mm -hmm. um i remember i found that and you know i kind of came into the realization that uh you know if they are recording and making great songs that they themselves say they recorded with a phone you know like an android phone not even a, not even an iphone microphone uh, you know, why can't I do that? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's basically uh, what kind of sparked that that interest in me. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe there's something else I'm forgetting, but that that memory is pretty pretty vivid. Yeah. And did you do like your first recording like with a phone, or did you? You said you yeah. already, yeah. Yeah, I I set up a, I set up a metronome, okay, uh, in a, in an old phone I had, and I recorded uh, with another phone, <laughs> um, and I put that into into FL Studio. Uh, and that's I just like recorded silly, silly cover songs and stuff like that. I, I, I mean, I experimented quite a lot with you know um, BSTs and that sort of thing. Um, but it, it, I mean, it kind of 
it kind of flowed uh, naturally, I think. Um, so just like yeah, I think that's it. Learning yeah, from like, one thing to the next. Yeah, I mean, just by doing stuff, and uh, maybe like uh, if I didn't know how to do a certain thing, I would like search that one problem I was having, and that would be it. I would have like new doubts, uh, new questions that needed to be answered <laughs> uh, every time I did something new. So, yeah. So it kind of like, it was like a loop. Uh, it just keeps fitting itself. I mean, up to this day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's like no ceiling for learning in this. Yeah, exactly. This, like there's always something, um, I mean, even if you're 100% like, oh, I think that the stuff that I'm doing sounds pretty good. And then you find out about a some like, you know, busing technique or something like, you know, and, and, and it, it's just like, oh, do I do I start learning about this whole other thing or do I just keep working the way that I'm working? And yeah, I mean, you could just keep going forever if you really wanted to. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you feel comfortable, I I think that's that's enough. If yeah. you're having fun <laughs> too, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've recently like started just I've started like really enjoying like like just doing less. Like I yeah. Um, I I I was getting to where you know I, I mean you'd have like, and I know that like big proper studios or whatever will have like a lot more right but like i i would have like eight mics on the drums you know and i'd have like two or three mics on each guitar track and i'd have whatever and um like i said i mean like you know that's probably funny to somebody who like operates <laughs> like a big studio you know it's like eight mics oh that's cute you know um you know but th those limitations kind of uh breathe uh like creativity in a way yeah. so i yeah. mean it's all it's always like a refreshing experience yeah and like well that's you, what i even was even if you're with the same stuff that's what i was getting at is like i i was i was <laughs> i was there i wasn't even at like um i wasn't even doing stuff that was that big right but then i just got to this point where i was like what if i just use like three mics instead or what if i just use four like what if <laughs> i what if i don't like double track all the guitars what if i just like what if i don't like double track all the vocals like what if i you know and so the, like some of the last recordings that i did it's like i there's like um i mean uh, uh, like uh three seven <laughs> like there's like nine channels and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is like my favorite recording that I've ever done. <laughs> like what, why, <laughs> why was I making this so hard for myself? But I mean, I don't know, you know, like people's opinions of those recordings might vary. You know, they might be like, this is a shitty recording. Why are you so happy about it? <laughs> but, you know, I, I love it. I'm like, this is my favorite thing. I'm like, uh, I would listen to this like as a fan you know, even if I didn't make it, you know, and uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what you're really looking for, right? You're just trying to make a song that you want to hear. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And you, you want your workflow to be, to be kind of, 
not, seamless? Yeah, like not anxiety-inducing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's pretty important. <laughs> yeah, not like, is the computer going to crash like every time you try to do something? But uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, you know, it's, it's like you were saying, like it's, it's a lot of fun to sort of, um, to try these different things, you know, and, and I mean, I started like my first recording that I ever did was just like, I was using a Tascam four track, you know, and, and then like later we were, uh, we did a recording where we had the drums into like a, a mixer because there was only one channel that we yeah. could record on, you know? So we were like, um, drums into a mixer, one channel, and then overdubbing the guitars, you know, one channel at a time. And, um, yeah, now, you know, now like you, you could have like a fire pot or you could have whatever kind of interface you have and you could be doing all this stuff at once. You could, you know, um, it's cool to just try different things. It's cool to see how that obviously like, with the, all the plugins and stuff that you can have, then you could manipulate whatever into like almost any shape you wanted, right? But it's interesting to just see what the materials that you use, like what comes out of that naturally, I think, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, uh, there's a question that I've always wanted to ask, and I think um, now is the time for it. Um, uh, which uh, audio interface and microphones do you use on your recordings or are you using as of lately? Um, okay, so <laughs> so um, I use the, um, the PreSonus FirePod. It's like super old. Um, I got one, you know, uh, 12, 13 years ago or whatever for like 150 mm -hmm. bucks, which was like super cheap at the time. And I just got so comfortable with it that even when the last one burned out, I just bought another one, you know? I was just like, <laughs> look. And it was like 75 bucks at that point, you know? They were like cheap, even cheaper at that point. So I was just like, look, this is all good. Uh, so yeah, I use the, pre, pre, the PreSonus FirePod. You uh, can't get drivers for them anymore, so they... Um, you got to use like a driver that's not quite the right driver. And then <laughs> like, it's all good, but it's just like, it tells you every time you like turn it on, it tells you this might not work right, but it's, it does. I don't know. It's, but anyway, <laughs> so, so as, <laughs> as silly as that sounds. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I have, um, I don't have like very nice microphones, but I have like, I have like, the mics that I think a lot of people would consider like the standard, you know, like I have like 57s. Yeah. I have 57s. Um, yeah, I actually, I have a 58 and I, I did, um, just for the heck of it, you know, I, I did a guitar recording with a 58 and I was like, that's actually really cool. It's not, um, as clear obviously as a 57, <laughs> like, yeah, but I kind of, I kind of fucked with it, you know. So I was like, "Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give this a shot," you know, um, because usually you just use a fifty-eight for live, you know, because they're like practically indestructible, right? Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, I don't know. I've got this. Uh, what is it? It's a, 
it's a SKB like condenser I usually use for vocals. It's like not a it's a like $130 mic like um and then yeah, so uh there's one mic that I actually like a lot that <laughs> it's like 150 um it's it's a it's a bit of an indulgence like because you can get a 57 for 100 bucks, you know? But this one is it's called a Grinelli, like it's Grinelli <laughs> like 1 157 or something. But what it is is it's it's a it is a like everything about it is an SM57. Like it's basically an SM57 housed in this um in this casing that is like it's um it's it's a right angle so it's like you can just sit it right over top of the snare drum you don't have to have like you don't have to have a stand with a weird angle or anything you know oh, what i'm saying oh yeah so it's I like no. yeah it's a total indulgence like that extra 50 dollars is like an indulgence but <laughs> like the but i you know i bought it at a time when i had you know, a little bit more cash than I do these days. Um, and like, the thing is about me is like, even though I've been doing this for like 10 years, and even though like, I'm the only person here 90% of the time when I'm recording, like, I get really, like, nervous sometimes when I'm recording, and I get really claustrophobic when I record. So having like, less clutter and like so, like sometimes like if my basement is like fucked up like my kids were playing box forts and shit like and i go to try i cannot do it <laughs> like i have to clean my basement before i even if i'm just doing vocals i have to like have it clean because i just feel claustrophobic and weird so like that microphone it's like it's like why would you need that or whatever? It's like, um, I don't know. It's just like I'm having things that are having it neat and tidy just eases my mind so much and lets me like perform better, you know? So like, like I said, it's like that extra 50 bucks or whatever for this mic. It's like a bit of an indulgence, but like. Makes if, total if sense. I, yeah, if I. If I had it, and if you're anything like me, like I cannot recommend it enough because it's just like you put it there. It's not in your way. There's no big stand that's in your way so you can get the angle right and whatever, you know? Like they're sick. <laughs> like I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I'm already kind of curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and I mean it's just like, you know, like not – like until you're in that position where you're like – Holy shit! Like, yeah, this was worth it. You know, it sounds it sounds silly, but it, like once you put it there, and you're just like, holy shit, this was worth it. You know, but um, yeah. Other, I mean, other than that, like, what? How I got started was um, my partner bought me a Sure drum mic kit. So yeah, yeah, like it was. Um, they I don't think that they make this exact one anymore, but it was a um. It was a six microphone kit. So it came with like one for the bass drum and it came with like two for toms. And then um, it, or maybe it has three. Yeah, I think it has three for toms. Um, and then it came with two 
uh, overheads. It came with two, like, you know, condenser overheads. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, maybe it was actually five mics, but, um, and it, and it was just two for the toms. I don't know. I, the case is right over there, but, uh, <laughs> like, cause I don't use, um, I only just use one Tom and a floor Tom. So like, I wouldn't, if there was another mic, I wouldn't even remember. Cause I don't, you know, I don't use that, but, um, yeah, it's th- like the last time when I looked, like, I think that was like two twenty when she bought it for me. And the last mm. time I looked like they sell, like they sell like, three mic kits or they sell like much smaller kits now and they're like more expensive and i'm like damn that sucks because like i really got started at the right time i guess you know what i mean like mm. yeah absolutely yeah huh. uh yeah yeah i'm i'm just like uh, trying to search like this exact <laughs> same, <laughs> same mic kit um yeah, I can I can find it. I'll have to look that up later too. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. uh maybe you know, secondhand like eBay or you know, like whatever the <laughs> whatever the equivalent of like Sweetwater or whatever where you're like I'm not sure <laughs> like if you have something local like that. So that's um, Yeah, we have like our our own little eBay. Yeah, no, oh yeah, yeah. No, I just uh you must be familiar with Sweetwater based on the memes alone, right? But uh like, um, I don't think yeah, I am. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Cause you know, I know you're like, you know, your meme and I can, you know, I can say that with confidence. I, <laughs> so like, um, yeah, there's like just so many, so many sick Sweetwater memes that, uh, you know, you see, see where it's just like, um, like, I don't, I don't know how to like explain Sweetwater very well, but it's like, the, the 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 gist is that they call like you can order something from them one time and they'll call you for like the rest of your life like asking <laughs> you like if you're good like hey can I interest you do you need any new patch cables or do you know anything like that um, but uh, yeah it's a uh, I um, actually <laughs> like one of the, one of the bass players who's played with coma a couple times um my buddy Nate like they actually work for Sweetwater and so uh, I was having this conversation with someone once and uh and they were talking about yeah my rep at Sweetwater and I was like is their name Nate and uh they were like oh my god I think it actually is <laughs> and uh, but uh yeah you know you never know with Sweetwater but um yeah it's um like I, like I said, I, I think I really did get in at the right time with that. But um, what, it, what do you usually, like, what's your setup usually look like? Um, um, the setup I actually own has been, like, the same since I uh, first bought it. It's a um, uh, Behringer uh, UMC-22 and, and the Shure SB-200. Uh, that's basically what I'm using um, for pretty much everything. I mean, sometimes I take like the extra time and effort to maybe go record vocals somewhere else where I can, you know, maybe use a 57 or use a cool condenser mic, uh, maybe go uh, reamp some guitars and that kind of stuff. But uh, that's basically my setup. I mean, it's the same microphone I'm using here, and I think I already said that in another podcast. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I mean, it's pretty comfortable. I, I mean, um, I play guitar through my computer, anyways. I don't have an, an amplifier. Okay, so that's what I was gonna makes... ask. Like when you said <laughs> when you said reamping, like um, if you usually just use like a plug-in for your guitar tones, like what plug-in do you use for that? Um, when I first started uh, using um, amp sims, I started using uh, bias effects, um, but then I started really disliking it, so I switched over to amplitude four. But um, but then I I realized that it consumed like way too much power uh, from my PC. Mm-hmm. From my laptop, uh, so I switched over to Guitar Rig, so that's what I use, uh, Guitar Rig 5 for both, um, you know, my songs and for live uh, live shows. I mean, I take my setup uh, everywhere oh. where I need to play, so... Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it, it's like a, just a guitar and like a little backpack, and yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> that's perfect. actually don't even have i don't know what the newest guitar rig the the newest one that i have on my computer is four <laughs> i'm just <laughs> yeah, like i don't know how many of yeah. them there are I, yeah. it's yeah it's still like it still works though i don't use it that like i use it for demos i don't use it that much <laughs> for um for recording but sometimes i will just because um just because like i want to do something that like I don't have an a like the right effect for or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I used to do that too, you know, like uh, uh, get the 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 DI <laughs> through through like different distortion or maybe like some really expensive delay or something, mm-hmm. and then yeah, ramping uh, that 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 stuff that signal. So yeah. Yeah, and that's I, pretty fun. <laughs> I actually probably use it more for vocals than anything too. Like I just use oh. gu- guitar rig for vocals. Like Yeah, absolutely. Um, it like works so well. I mean um Yeah, you can I don't know if my my laptop is just like dying, but I can't really use <laughs> that many plugins, you know, loud yeah, or yeah, same when, I, when doing stuff. My computer's like I I don't shit, it's it's probably nearly 20 years old i don't even know like we bought it in um in like 2010 and it and it had to be like a few years old then too you know because we paid like 150 dollars for it like Hmm. it was we just bought it like we found some guy in craigslist that had like five computers he was selling you know he just like gets them and puts them together and you know he was selling them really cheap and we were like will this do what we want and what we wanted was to record you know 
and everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like there was like three of us that were like in a band, and we're like, well, "This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna buy a computer, and we're gonna like start recording our own songs and stuff." And so we just like each threw in fifty bucks, and um, that was that. You know, like the rest is history. You know, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, best hundred and fifty bucks we ever spent, right? But um, yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's it's a. Uh, it's really cool, like, because, you know, like, is, I mean, not just like, oh, okay, so you put the vocals in a guitar rig, but there's so much, like, you can, you know, like, it's like, you can put your guitar, like, you can put your vocals, like, through, like, a full, like, amp stack, and that'll sound one way, it'll be, like, sound, it'll probably sound, like, pretty weird, right? Or you can, like, just put it through the effect itself, or you can, like... I mean, you can, gosh, you can do whatever the hell you want. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you, uh, you're well aware of this because, you know, one thing that I was, like, particularly, like, in awe of when you sent me those tracks to mix <laughs> is I was like, this is the first time, I think, that I've ever heard someone, like, um... Uh, now I'm sure it happens. I'm sure people use auto <laughs> auto tune like on vocals oh, in yeah. in screamo. I'm sure it it happens. But you did it in a way where you're like, I want it to be obvious. Like it was a, yeah. <laughs> it was a style. It was a like you could tell it was a style decision, and um, and yeah, I just wanted to like, you know, chat with you about that about like, uh, some of the not like. You know, I don't I like the the more out there ideas or whatever that you bring into your songs, like um like is it just that like experimental nature or or is it like I don't think I have any I've heard anybody do this, like or is it a little uh, bit of both? Um I think the experimentation part goes with the with the production aspect mm. uh, of the of the songs, but you know, I uh, I kind of like uh, want want to reach a specific sound that I don't really know what it is. <laughs> mm. So I'm like, I I just want to put like yeah, auto tune or some like chip tune synth. On, on my screamo songs, why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe like also to 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 scratch it like a certain niche in like I want screamo, yeah, and I maybe want some breakdowns too and some auto tune, but you know I don't really want it to be like uh, this band or this other band. I would like it done the other way. Um, so yeah, I mean it's just kind of trying trying to 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 do some some songs that 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 I like yeah. um, pretty much yeah. Um, yeah yeah I think that's it. yeah it's it's really cool I mean like um you know I think that especially in the last few years you know what what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of people that are really passionate about the kind of music that we play, but maybe they're just looking to to merge, 
different sounds with it, you know, and like, of course, like uh, Gary Brent's projects like Karenir and Gone Mage and stuff come to mind, of course, you know, hmm. and then, and then like Respire, you know, and, and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So it's like, we're definitely seeing like people um, being more willing to uh, like, just like try, try, you know, wanting to like push different um, things and try different things, which is awesome. Um, cause yeah, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's always been my, like the most fun to me is just like figuring out how somebody made some cool noise and, um, and like being like, but what if I did that in my own way, you know, or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, you said like that, introducing these different elements into your songs was like a way of um scratching an itch uh i believe is the way you put it and like when we started coma regalia we were definitely like we'll play any kind of like any kind of part can go in a coma regalia song it doesn't matter if it's like a pop punk part it can go in there if that's what we mm -hmm. want to do and then later what i ended up almost doing was i ended up like the more projects I got involved in, I ended up like sort of compartmentalizing those different sounds that I liked into different projects. Now, you also have a lot of projects and some of them are obviously very different than the others, but some of them do sort of like, uh, not necessarily sound the same or whatever, but they come from a similar place like, you know, uh, yeah, they're they're hardcore. Yeah, loud guitars, faster, you know, like yeah, you know, uh, screaming, you, you know, know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, how do you decide, like, what is is or is not going to be a part of you know your 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 main project and what you're gonna like, um, what you're gonna make its own thing? How do you decide that, or does it just sort of happen i mean uh most of uh most of you know those one-off projects i have are you know i kind of have an, an idea in mind like i want to to do this sort of uh, releases with this sort of aesthetic and like write songs in a kind of different way i mean the thing with uh, Mis Sueños, uh, Mis Sueños and Dios, is uh, that, I mean, I started it uh, not really knowing what to do with it. Uh, so, like, when I started, like, pumping out releases and doing splits and, you know, all I, I felt like all these people, like, really loved what I do, uh, I kind of started thinking, you know... Um, I should bring like my prime songwriting to this, and that mostly is um, ends up being you know uh, the latest thing that I learned in production and songwriting uh, brought into a song, and I might put that out, and you know three months later it might just I might just not like it, or I would have done it differently. Um, and I don't know, I, I like to think about it as, you know, uh, all of these kind of projects I make are the bands that I would like to be in. 
in a way because uh, I, you know, I had like very few band experiences. Um, and I mean, it's pretty difficult here, especially if, you know, I want to play like uh, anything screamy or or hardcore at all. I, I don't mean that it's impossible, you know, but <laughs> uh, I just haven't found the, the way yet. Yeah. Um, and like you, it's, it's wonderful because I was looking earlier, like, cause I know that you had just released something and I thought that there were like a release that wasn't even that old before that. And, um, so I was like trying to remember the names of the different things that you'd done this year. <laughs> and, um, so I, I found a post where you're like, wow, I really didn't feel like I wrote many songs this year or whatever. And then you had links to like, it was like 53 songs. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Not, I didn't do too much. Here's 53 songs. Um, so <laughs> that was really funny, but, but I like, I did go down the, uh, the Enzo rabbit hole as it were. And, um, apo oh. <laughs> apologies because I, um, I, like I said, I, I saw it in the post. So the, in the post, you were, uh, you were translating the names of the bands. So, uh, or you just did like a blanket translation. So I'm not, I don't remember <laughs> the actual names of the bands, but, um, so you had the, uh, Mi Suenos, um, sort of like year discography, which was 23 songs. And then what was the name of the band? Um, it's, uh, it's um, Cielo. Un Chamado de Cielo. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, um, the, the, the long name won the other one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was like, that was more of a collaboration, right? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, oh, I no, just no, said that... it was a band. <laughs> right. I mean, I said it was a band because, you know, I didn't release any, as I didn't release a lot of music with Mis Sueños this year. Yeah. So I just said, you know, I, I'm just going to say this is like a, a band with people that no one knows. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now it's, it's just me all over. Okay. And what about the, um, I, I can't remember the name there, but it, the translation was Don't Flash Confidence, Simple as Blast. What was <laughs> Yeah, uh, no flash of confianza. See? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that one. Um, I, see, because I just tried to go back to that Facebook post like really fast, but um, but <laughs> like the it, it, the browser on my phone had refreshed, and I remembered like it took me a long time to get back to that in the first place. I was like, I'm not gonna try, but I had did a screen <laughs> cap of the names, and I should have just written them down. But um, yeah. Like, um, and then there was, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> there was, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to read that one and I can't, uh, Un Dia de Soleado. Yeah, yeah. Like the indie pop thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> that was definitely like the most different. Um, so when you <laughs> like, when you're talking about like, yeah, you just had like a, an idea and you, um wanted to try something different that's like the most different one i could think of so um 
on that one, you had like even like other people covering some of the songs. So how did all of this come about from like, you were releasing those songs as singles, right? Yeah, yeah, I did release them as singles and you know, I later just combined all of that stuff into a into a like mini release and I put like a live session uh, and some covers I I recorded. I oh. think that's what you meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I I got that backwards because like I saw like <laughs> the names in parentheses and I thought that that was like other people I was confused. I was like, did you, did you really just like create this thing that got some kind of like cult following or something like within, you know, a year, which, which would have, you know, that would have been like, like how the hell did that happen? But, um, I, you know, like there's this really funny thing, you know, with like uh, this indie pop or tweep up thing, you know, there's always uh, there, in Bandcamp, you know, there's always people that buy like every release so you know, <laughs> you you can kind of see in the in the in the Vancam page, uh, like some some people really like that stuff. But but I don't know. It's kind of like um, I I realize that it's older people than you know the people who follow <laughs> my other projects. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I didn't really say that to mean anything. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. So I, I mean, thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I th I was gonna ask that, like, because I think that's really interesting. So you don't feel like people that were into that followed you to your other projects. They were just kind of like, we like this, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 wild to me because when when I first like started playing Screamo, you know, in, in like 99 or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, like people that liked Screamo did not like other shit, like as a whole, right? But now like people that like Screamo, like will listen to all kinds of other shit. And, um, and you don't find that, I, I think, as much. Like you don't find people whose like main shit is like indie rock being like but i but i'll listen to this screamo band too you know like it's it's mm -hmm. a lot more i think that people that like screamo will be like oh but i also like charlie xcx and i also like you know this and i also like that um but i mean probably the internet like had and like you know, streaming services and stuff have done a lot to just like make uh, people who listen to all kinds of stuff like more common anyway. But um, I don't know. I thought I thought that was really interesting. Like just yeah, I mean it's true. It's yeah. true, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, um, you were talking about before, and um, we we had. Uh, you know, we had chatted beforehand about like um, something that we were gonna like be involved in together and stuff at some point. But mm -hmm. um, like uh, you were saying, how there aren't like shows where you live specifically. So like when you go to play a show, like how far is the like town where you usually go to play, or like the couple towns? Like how far of a trek is that for you to get to? Like you know, a, co a cool gig you're gonna play or whatever. Um, I mean, if I really want to play with uh, 
you know, some bands I really like and would love to play with in my own town. I maybe would have to, I don't know, travel 200 miles uh, or even more. I don't know. I live a thousand kilometers from Buenos Aires and I don't know how much uh, is that exactly in my but, you know, I kind of play some local shows. Sometimes I, I played uh, one uh, this weekend, actually. Yeah. But they're not, like, uh, really any specific stuff. You know, it's just, um, you know, a gig that, that can be thrown together. Um, I used to put on... Um, more shows and used to bring some some bands to my town uh, before but you know that kind of died out in a way so uh, you know with uh, mis sueños um last time i played it was in buenos aires so i had to like do a i don't know how many like 36 hour travel to to go there um and yeah i don't know i mean it should, the 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 show situation is pretty rough, pretty pretty rough uh, uh, around here. I mean, I can go see some pretty cool bands, uh, but there are not that many, uh, really. Yeah, yeah. There, there's just a couple. I mean, I maybe less than ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I googled it, uh, and a uh, thousand kilometers is six hundred and twenty miles. So that's yeah, that is a. That is a trek for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so like that's just like another situation where like being in the time that we are now where we can, you know, make music from our basements or like our even our bedrooms or whatever is like, you know, it's uh, it's such a an awesome thing to be able to do for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, because, uh, well, something else like I... I didn't mention this that uh, you know Argentina is very uh, very much uh, centralized in in Buenos Aires. I mean, obviously there's uh, big towns uh, all across the country, but you know uh, the country is really fucking big, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and everything just mainly boils down to 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 Buenos Aires. So yeah, yeah I, I wanted to point it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, uh, you know, other than like the, uh, couple of things that you've just sort of kicked off, like, um, do you have other things that you're working on or planning on, like working on soon that you can talk about, or is it all kind of, um, like stuff I'm releasing or, uh, things I'm doing or anything New, like that? Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, new, any new projects to talk about or new releases coming up? Um, yeah, um, I got uh, that split EP thing uh, with the burial etiquette going on. I think it's releasing uh, in January. Awesome. So, yeah, that's a really cool EP. Um, it's like seven songs, seven songs. Uh, it's a pretty short one too, but you know I kind of love that. You know that's why I pretty much do splits all the time. I I just love writing two or three songs and then just calling it a day. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I have that, and I have another split EP coming up with a friend from Bariloche, Nina um, Sher. Um, so, yeah, I, that will be, like, I think the first split with Mis Sueños that I, I, I will do with another artist who is not particularly screamo related so oh, okay. yeah that'll be fun yeah um and i don't know besides that i've been like i managed to write a couple of songs uh lately which is something i've been struggling with mis sueños uh, specifically um so i don't know what i'm gonna do specifically maybe i'll release just uh, a couple of songs uh, as a single, or maybe I'll try to write uh, a full a full record or something. Um, besides that, I don't know, really. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, people just follow me on Instagram or, or something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, do you think there's anything else that we should chat about before we take off? Huh. Hmm. Um, let me think about it. I don't think so. There was something um, funny that I thought of earlier when, um, <laughs> yeah, this is Go just, for it. Go for it. this is such an odd, uh, anecdote to end on. But, uh, so, so, uh, a while back, um, Larry had ordered the Coma Regalia burial etiquette split from me and um and larry got the tape and the tape was like the actual tape was like snapped somehow even <laughs> like it was inside the case it was whatever like he sent me a picture of it, he showed it to me and, and i'm just like how the hell did that happen you know but anyway so like he um he was like, can I get another tape? And I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Like, and at that time I was doing all kinds of, like I was screen printing for him and stuff. So I was like, next time I send you a package, like I'll put one in there. And, um, so next time I did something for him, I was like, um, yeah, I still owe you one of those tapes. Right. And he said, oh no, never mind." And I was like, "Never mind what," <laughs> and I was, and he said, "Oh, I used the shell," and I was like, um, "What? Like you used like the tape case?" Like he said, "Yeah, I used the tape case to send Enzo something." No fucking way! <laughs> no, you know that's a really funny anecdote, but I think uh, that's pretty illegal. You know, like he sent me like. Uh, 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 I wasn't gonna. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I wasn't. You can cut this out. <laughs> like redacted, but like, yeah, I have the case. I have the case. That's so funny. I'm and I was looking at it right now. So yeah, we'll just bleep what it, what got sent. But um, but like, I thought it was really funny because I I said to him, I said. Did you do that specifically because we're a straight edge band basically <laughs> like did you <laughs> Did you specific? He was like no no it's just that that was a 
case that I didn't have a tape, you know, or whatever it was. And, and, and I was just like, that's really fucking funny. Like, and, I, I uh, might have a, a video of me, <laughs> me opening that, that case, you know, I don't think how that, uh, how that, uh, came through customs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, that's pretty funny, you know. <laughs> and that was my conversation with Enzo Raffler. Thank you so much, Enzo, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks also to all y'all listening. 2022 has been a wild one, but I'm really looking forward to the next year. To find out what I've been up to, go to patreon.com slash human machine and have a look around. Until next time, take care and do good things. <laughs>